Good morning, good morning, good morning. We thank you and praise you and bless you, God, for another opportunity to bring your word to the people of God. This is Co-Pastor Sharon Brown of Deep Waters Ministries. Um, along with me is Elder Lisa Smith, and we have come to declare the word of the Lord. And we know one thing for sure is the enemy is not pleased. But God is still going to be glorified. Hallelujah. We thank God for this opportunity to come before you with the word, God. We thank you now that um, the, the word is a lamp of child feet and a light of child pathway. We thank you and praise you and bless you now, Lord God. And as I, um, as I um, uh, introduce Elder Lisa Smith, who is going to do the prayer, I thank you and praise you and bless you now, God, that you will hear us and you will incline your ear unto us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning, body of Christ. God, we just come to give you thanks for this beautiful day, Lord God, that you have made, and you will rejoice in it and be glad. So we thank you, Lord God, that this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice in it and be glad. I lift up the body of Christ this morning. I lift up the fivefold ministries. Lord God, I ask that you just have your way, God, that you will bless your people, God, that you will honor your name, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for what you have done and what you're getting ready to do in the body of Christ. So, God, we thank you, Lord God, that you will give us ears to hear what the Spirit is going to say to us today, Lord God, as we trust you, Lord God, as we worship you, Lord God, as we honor you, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, I lift up every family this morning, God, those that are going through, Lord God, we know that we can trust you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, we bind up the enemy in the name of Jesus, and we lose the of God, Lord God, just have your way, Lord. Let your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. And we thank you for this opportunity, Lord God. And we not going to let you go until you bless us. In Lord down territory, increase in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. You've been so good and you've been so kind. And we don't take you for granted. All the things that you do for us. We thank you, we praise you, and we appreciate you in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Elder Lisa Smith crying loud and sparing not. And we continue to thank God for the fact that we have voices. Hallelujah. And our voices are to give him praise. Hallelujah. So we want to praise him in the newness of life on today. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we say have your way in us. Have your way on today, Lord God. Get the glory on today, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. And so as we finished on on last uh, week, we were, well, we before last, rather, we were talking, uh, I was talking about the uh, seven churches in which the letters were written uh, to, from, uh, by Jesus, sent through John to the angels, the pastors of the various churches. And as the letters were sent, Jesus was um, even either commending the people, he was rebuking them, he was telling them that if they had ears, they need to hear what the Spirit is saying. He was doing all those things, but most of all, he wanted the church to know that because of his shed blood, he wants the church to represent him 
in the earth in the name of Jesus. And so today I want to begin, and we're not going to take the whole thirty, the whole time. Today I want to begin with the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 14, this last uh, church that the letter was written to, the church at Laodicea. Laodicea represents the lukewarm church that had been, that had allowed compromise to run its full course, stripping it completely of the power of God and leaving Jesus standing on the outside. And so Jesus is now talking to them and saying, okay, so now I'm not on the outside. Listen to the rebuke he's going to give them throughout this particular scripture. Verse 14 says, and to the angel, the messenger of the assembly or the church in Laodicea write, these are the words of the amen, the trusty and faithful and true witness, the origin and beginning and author of God's creation. The passion says, write the following to the messenger of the congregation at Laodicea, for these words are of the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. So Laodicea actually means human rights or self-righteousness. Oh my God, what do we know about self-righteousness? It has nothing to do with God. It means, I got this, I really don't need God. And the first thing Jesus tells them is that because of their self-righteousness, in verse 14, he says, right, and of course he has already said it, but in 15 it says, I know your record, I know your record of works and what you are doing. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. He said, I wish you were either cold or hot, but you need them. He says, and I know all that you do. I know that you're neither, you're neither frozen in apathy nor fervent with position, with, with passion. He says, so how I wish you were either one or the other. See, when we have the, the, the tendency to be in the middle, it's like straddling a fence. Think about straddling a fence that has barbed wire sitting in the front of one right now. To straddle that, that is not going to be a nice, comfortable thing. It's going to be painful. And so many of us don't understand why we suffer the things we suffer. I'm going to tell you now, we're straddling the fence. The people of God straddling the fence, you are not going to be at peace. And so Jesus is telling the church, I wish you were either hot or cold. Now, the history of this church at Laodicea is that there was close by, there were high springs that would come up off the ground. If anybody has ever been to Hot Springs, Arkansas, it shows, if you're driving along, you can see along the way that there's some, some stuff oozing up out the ground like steam. And when I, we saw it, we were like, oh, my God. But we took jugs, and it said that the water was for healing. And as I do the research on Laodicea, it says that the warm waters were for healing. But it says there was a bubbling in the depths of the earth, and the hot water would reach the surface. But this was not in Laodicea. It was near Laodicea in a city called Heropolis. 
though these hot springs were famous and people came from distances, like people come from all over the United States and other countries to visit hot springs, Arkansas, and they buy the little uh, the jugs and fill them up, of course, if they're driving, to carry some of it back. But these people will come from great distances. They wanted to bathe in the waters. They wanted to receive the medicinal powers that the waters had. It was a way of receiving healing to them. And so these waters were therapeutic and they were good for the health. But then not far from Caropolis, still not in Laodicea, was another little city, Colossae. Of course, the book of Colossians is written from there. And in Colossae, it says here that these waters were cold, which offered a refreshing, different from the hot springs, but people uh, traveled distances to this particular place as well, to Colossae, for healing medicinal purposes. And so it says that Laodicea was, because it was so large, these people in Laodicea said, well, we don't have the hot waters, we don't have the cold water, so what we're going to do is we're going to put pipes underground, and in the pipes we're going to let the water run so that we'll be able to get the water here in Laodicea. Oh, well, they were able to put the pipes under the ground. They were able to dig the pipes and let the water run through, but the water wasn't hot by the time it reached them. And it said in essence that the water was actually, by the time it reached them, that it was actually sickening and nauseating. It had a sickening and nauseating taste. The taste was so revolting that no one wanted to drink it. And so when Jesus, now think about Jesus, because you know Jesus used what we used to. Jesus, whenever he talked about the fishermen, he told them about the fish and getting the money out of the fish for taxes. Well, it, it, and today he will tell us about social media, our cell phones, you know, things we're used to. When he's in Laodicea, he's talking to Laodicea, he's telling them about the fact that they're lukewarm because they're neither hot nor cold. Remember, the, the springs underground or the pipes underground would not allow the water to flow through. And because the water could not flow through, they could not get it hot. And so Jesus is saying, in essence, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I spilled thee out of my mouth. This was the message that carried a strong punch. Jesus said to them, you're not hot and you're not cold. Literally, you make me want to throw up, make me want to vomit, regurgitate. And so when he's telling them this, he says, and this is, a, this is in essence, a picture, of, a view of Jesus talking to the Laodiceans not to reject them because later on he tells them to repent, which is what he says to all of us. If you're lukewarm, you know if you want to fit in the world and fit in the church, foot in the world, foot in the church, you're straddling the fence. Jesus wants you lukewarm. He wants you to be either hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, which is what is happening when you're straddling the fence, he's saying, what? I'll spit you out of my mouth. He said, I won't have anything to do with you. I will literally regurgitate you. And so this is, in essence, the, uh, these, because these believers were lukewarm, they weren't in it, they weren't, there weren't anything good coming from them. They weren't cool or refreshing, and they weren't warm or hot or medicinal. And so they were stuck in the middle. 
the word, these words in Revelation 3 through 6 could be interpreted because you've lost your temperature and become lukewarm because no refreshing waters flow out of you and you have no healing properties left. I find your taste in the mouth to be disgusting. I can't bear it anymore, and I have no choice but to spit you out. So this is what is being said to the church at Laodicea, but look who's saying it. Jesus is saying it. The last thing you want is Jesus to tell you after you get up and go to church and you have on your your nice rags or, or you go casual like the world is doing nowadays, then the last thing you want him to tell, I, you, you, you disgust me, make me want to puke. That's what Jesus is saying to this church at Laodicea because they had so much of the world in them. Jesus said, I know your work. You're neither hot nor cold. Thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, Jesus said, so I'll spit you out of my mouth. And so the last thing we want Jesus to do is to regurgitate us, to have a desire to regurgitate us, to have a desire to want to be rid of us because of the way we're living. These people lay out of seal at lay out of seal were living wretched. They were living in the world and of the world. Whereas Christ tells us to be in the world but not of the world. And so what does Jesus tell this church? He tells you gotta repeat uh, repent. Um we will come back um on in our on our next broadcast and talk about the fact that in true repentance, there is a change. There's no way you can say, I repented, and you're still doing all the same things. There's no way. That is lying. And so you don't want to lie to yourself because, remember, I have said repeatedly that in the last, when we stand before Jesus, we are going to hear his words. He will either say, my servant, well done, or depart from me, you are a work of iniquity. I never knew you. And the thing that we, we should hate as believers, as those who love the Lord, as those who uh, say, oh, yes, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. As those who have been brought out of darkness to, into the marvelous light, the last thing we should want to do is, uh, is let God see that we are saying one thing and doing another one. Because you do know that you can fool the people. In fact, people who have a spiritual eye, you can't even fool them. But God, you can never fool he knows what's going on. In fact, in one of the scriptures we discussed on Sunday, Jesus is calling God one of the witnesses who's going to stand and be on the witness stand to answer for you. And so what would he say as he witnesses for you? What would Jesus say about you? How would he say that? You, how would he show Jesus that you loved him when you did what you thought you were big and bad enough to do? When you were... Uh, straddling the fence, when you were doing one thing and saying something else, when you were robbing him, what would, what would he say in your, uh, in your behalf? What would he say so that Jesus will not say depart from me? Because, you know, God is a righteous judge, and there's no way he is going to allow you to continue to live in degradation and say or do nothing about it. And so as we bring these seven churches as we talk about what it is that Jesus wants, what Jesus died for, 
Don't you want to make his death even that more worthy because you decided Jesus died for me so I could give up anything that I'm doing. Jesus died for me so there's nothing I can't do. And so in the name of Jesus, my plan is that we would be, uh, be that we would walk so circumspectly that Jesus would be able to say and hear from God, oh, yeah, they walked the walk. They talked the talk, but they also did what they said. They were people of integrity. People, the last thing we need to do with this world as it is now is to say that we're safe and live raggedy. It's the last thing we could do. Last thing we should do. Say, oh, yes, I'm safe and live just as raggedy. So what God wants is for us to, to actually be those living epistles. I hear many people say, there are some people who don't open the Bible, but people who say, oh, yes, I love the Lord, they are reading you. What are they seeing? What are they reading? That today you're hot and tomorrow you're cold. He said, I want you to eat, that you are lukewarm, rather. He said, I want you to be either hot or cold. The, the cold represented the refreshing waters that came from Colossae. The hot represented the waters that were coming from Hierapolis. And so because the people went for medicinal purpose, they were able to go and bathe in the water. They were able to go and uh, do what they needed to do in the water so that they would get what they went for. And so when, when we go to the church, because remember, he's talking to the church. When we go to the church, are we carrying the church to the church? Yes, you are the temple of the Most High God. And so when you go to the church, the Holy Spirit within you ought to connect up with the Holy Spirit of somebody else. That Holy Spirit, as they connect up, like the baby leaped in Elizabeth's womb when Mary went, that's how it ought to be. And so, saints, may I say this also, if we're jealous of one another, we can't connect up. If we have issues with one another, it's not going to be on one accord. So, as the church, let us go together on one accord. Let us decide that, oh, yes, this thing is bigger than me. This thing is about the kingdom. Let us decide if within to do what only God can do through us and allow him to do it. If we fight against the word of God, if we fight, if we kick against the priest. Remember, Jesus told Paul, you can't kick against the priest. Paul's name changed, mind changed, everything changed when he, when he came to a one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. Come on, let's let him knock us down off the hearts. Let him knock us down. Let him humble us so that we can realize that once we humble ourselves, we're able to be used of the Most High God. Once we humble ourselves, we're able to come under His mighty hand. And so let us, can I say, let us humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and not allow Him to call us lukewarm, not allow Him to call us the church that's neither hot nor cold. Because He already said, if you're neither hot nor cold, you make me want to regurgitate. That's the last thing we want to think. You know, when Jesus look at us, oh, my God, do, do, do I make you want to regurgitate Jesus? Oh, my God. 
And so what we have to do is, yes, it's not going to always be an easy thing. It's not going to it, it's not going to always be a popular thing. Let me say that because so many of us still want to please the world, still want to uh, make everybody else happy. Don't want anybody to say anything about us. I'm sorry. When you name the name of Christ, He already said the world will not like you. And so if you're doing Okay, well, yeah, I can still go out in the club and still go to church. Look, I mean, uh, you're lukewarm. Yeah, I can tie when I feel like it. Lukewarm. Yes, I can keep confusion and let everybody come to me with all of their issues. Lukewarm. Because if we're not going to Jesus, we're not going to God with our issues, man is going to make them worse. And so we don't want to be those lukewarm Christians. We don't want to be those who... Jesus say, I want to spit you out of my mouth. You make me sick to my stomach. God, help us. Help us to live lives that when we stand before you, you will say, servant, well done. Help us to live lives that are pleasing before you, God. That is my prayer for the body of Christ. If you say you're saved, you ought to want to identify with Jesus. And if you don't identify, I don't want to identify with Jesus. May I say something's wrong? And so if it's wrong, remember, he didn't tell them that I totally reject you. He just said you made me sick to my stomach. But he still loved you. So because he still loved you, why not want to do something that's going to be pleasing in his sight? Because he still loves you, why not want to make him proud, make him smile? Why not? Because God sent him that he would die, that we might have a right to the tree of life. And since God sent him, that he would die, and we have a right to the tree of life, I said we ought to go on and live the life. See, a lot of you all using the world slogan, I'm living my best life. Your best life is going to be when you hook up with Christ, when you do what he says, because to go against him is to kick against the prince. And once again, I'm telling you, if you're kicking against the prick, let him knock you off that horse so that you can offer yourselves, repent, and then go before him. Paul was on so much fire when when he got his uh, awakening that people wanted to kill him. In fact, many times things happened to him. But when we name the name of Christ, those things are going to happen. And so I want to say to you, please do not be lukewarm. Look, look at yourself. Let, let Holy Spirit minister to you. Oh, God, am I making you sick to your stomach? And, let, let, and I promise you, the scriptures say, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. If you ask him, he'll answer you. I don't know if you're going to like the answer, but you might want to hear the answer so you'll know, I need to make a change. Hallelujah. And so Elder Lisa is going to close us in prayer. My prayer is that you were blessed. My prayer is that you do not have a desire to be lukewarm and think, oh, child, everything all right, because you got to stand before God. And this world is a short-lived thing, but eternity is forever. And so my prayer is that you want to be a part of eternity. You want to be a part of those who name the name of Christ, a part of those who are sold out for Christ in Jesus' name. Elder Lisa is going to close us in prayer.
Father God, we come thanking you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. Lord God, we ask now that you let us live lives that are pleasing, live lives that are according to your will and to your way, Lord God. Let us keep your word before us. And God, if you see any shortcomings in us, Lord God, let us confess our shortcomings so we may be made whole. So we thank you today, God, that we're going to live according to your way, God. So, Father, we thank you for the word. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We trust you in our very lives, God, because you died that we may have the right to the tree of life. So, God, we thank you, Lord God, that we're going to glorify you, God. We're going to live according to your will and your way. So, we thank you, Lord God, that you make us over, Lord God. We believe on you, Lord God. We rely upon you, and we trust you for all things, God. And I lift up the body of Christ today, Lord God, that they will get it right before you, God, that we won't live double-minded lives. God, we will do things that are pleasing and acceptable in thy sight because you are our redeemer. So, God, we thank you, we praise you, and we bless you. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be blessed. This is the Waters Ministries. Overseer Muriel Brown is our founder and pastor, co-pastor Sharon Brown, founder, co-pastor, and this was Elder Lisa uh, with me, Elder James is on assignment, and so we just thank God for what he's doing. We thank God for KBCE, and we know that Mr. Howard's going to get us on air, and so we just believe in God. We know the devil mad, but we are in no way tired. We are not going to give up. We're going to keep on pushing. You all be blessed. We love you. Bye-bye.